0: Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the Space News Pod Live daily podcast about space science and tech, where we discuss all sorts of cool spacey things. Not just space, though. Human stuff. Last night, we got on a discussion about humans in space. How we're going to be treating other things, other beings, as we meet them, as we travel through the cosmos. That's one of the topics that usually comes up. People are pretty excited about that. What would happen if you're on another planet, you're on another world, maybe a moon, Enceladus possibly, and you dig into the surface and what happens if you dig out the last remaining bacteria that are alive on that world you're the destroyer of worlds at that point you destroyed everything that was one of the topics that came up in one of the other episodes. I don't know if it was last night. It might've been the night before. Man, these are so fun. I love the, love the live format. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been checking them out. Checking them out for all you uh, Canadians out there. That's how I translate to you. Check them out. Now, that being said, what is happening with NASA. NASA has been hacked. JPL had been hacked. JPL had a Raspberry Pi attack, actually. So this is what happened. NASA confirmed that JPL has been hacked. An audit document was released uh, from the U.S. Office of the Inspector General. It was published by NASA. In it reveals that an unauthorized Raspberry Pi computer connected to the GPL servers was targeted by hackers who then moved further into the NASA network. They got access to the Deep Space Network Array of radio telescopes and numerous other GPL systems while they were in there. So... Johnson Space Center, who is responsible for the International Space Station, amongst other programs, pulled the plug. They cut it off. They didn't have any sort of communication. Their computers didn't communicate, basically, with JPL after this. They said, nope, we can't handle this. We don't want all of our stuff to be hacked, too. So we're going to block you guys off. We're going to discontinued communication with you via computer systems. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever seen Battlestar Galactica here. But that's what happened in Battlestar Galactica when the Cylons attacked. They were hacking everything. So they went back to old school technology. Basically ham radio style where there's no direct connection. So, you know, it's not as crazy as that. But basically they said, okay, so this is what's happening. We're getting hacked. We don't want to be hacked even further. So what we're going to do is put up this firewall. We're not going to communicate. Our computers aren't going to communicate with GPL servers that have been hacked. So it's serious. It's serious stuff. And the reason why it's serious is because NASA not only, like, they don't only do space stuff. You know, everybody knows that NASA does planetary things. They do science up in the stars, up in the cosmos, but they also have a lot of really interesting and important technology that they're working on at all times. And some nations would literally kill to get this sort of technology. So these kind of hacks aren't just important as far as science goes and destroying the science that's already there at the deep space network of telescopes, if they got a hold of that information and they destroyed it all, uh, that would be horrible. You know, what if they hacked into the storage centers and destroyed so much data that, you know, we wouldn't be able to, um, you know, get the data back. Thank you for those five likes. Yo, Peter, what's up, man? And so, you know, that's one of the things that could happen. But also, they're working on technologies that the public hasn't seen yet. They're working on things at NASA that, you know, they're not quite top secret. But they're also technologies that other countries don't have. So aerospace technologies that could make uh, other nations more deadly that's a thing that's a thing that they do at nasa they make aerospace aerospace technologies they have the stuff at nasa the blueprints so to speak at nasa the files that have the information about better flight systems and uh New materials, things like that. It's all at NASA. So, if this hack were to continue further on, it's possible that it wouldn't just stop at JPL, it would have infiltrated further. So, hackers might still be in the network. It's possible. It's possible they have a back door somewhere now. So, they're going to be doing an audit in the next. Uh, 30 to 60 days to make sure that everything is all good. So it's a thing that is possible. We live in a connected society. Thank you for those five likes, Peter. Appreciate it. I was looking up at the stars last night. I saw two satellites between five, 10 minutes of each other. Dude, you know how many satellites are out there? It's crazy. It's crazy. You look up at night and you can see shooting stars, satellites, the ISS, the ISS is one of those things that you can actually sign up to get uh updates for the ISS when it comes over. Uh gov. I think it is. Spot the station. Maybe it's org. Spotthestation.nasa.gov. I'm gonna set a link real quick into chat. And then you can have there you go. So there, if you check that out, you can see when the station's gonna be over your house. Let me let me see when it's going to be a right house. Uh, the next sighting opportunity for me will be Saturday, June twenty ninth, for four minutes at four twenty six a.m. Ugh, I've seen it at a decent time, but I'm not going to wake up at four twenty six a.m. to see the space station again. Though so it's cool, I love it. It's amazing, but it's not wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Cool. It's just a little dot. It's cool. It's, um, you can definitely tell it's a space station that it's not a star. It's not a moon. You know, it's nothing like that. It's completely different. It's brighter than a lot of stuff. And it has a, a straight flight path. It goes right across the sky. It's really cool, man. It's really cool. I think you dig it, Peter. Uh, So, I'm doing these live podcasts now, and I appreciate everybody hanging out for them. But I also do regular podcasts, like ten minute hits, like a a clip kind of thing, uh, every single day. So, if you go to spacenewspod.com, you can check that out as well. And those are, you know, those are more produced, and they're possibly. Uh, Some of them are possibly parts of the live broadcasts and I want to give those things to people that want them, the short podcasts. I want people to know that, you know, Hey, I'm still doing short podcasts because a lot of people joined up for my podcast because they like the short format, the 10 minute format, 10 minute and less format. So I want to make sure everyone's happy and those are called clips now. So I'm going to have a whole array of clips for people to check out. It's going to be around 10 minutes. So NASA, uh, speaking of NASA and their security stuff, NASA has a rover on Mars right now, the Curiosity rover, and it has detected that there are readings in Martian atmosphere that there's some gas that could be a sign of microbes living on Mars right now. Mars rover Curiosity discovered high amounts of methane in the Martian air, a gas that on earth usually produces living things. Data arrived last Tuesday, Friday, (laughs) excuse me, Friday scientists that were on the mission discussed the news. They didn't put out a press release or anything. No NASA stuff. Um, They used the weekend to follow up on the experiment, just to make sure that everything's cool. Because when something like this happens, and you know that there are really cool implications here methane is produced by living things especially in high volumes cow farts just <laughs> as a thing cow farts methane living thing it produces methane it's a it's a side effect of being alive basically so there's possibly life on mars there's possibly martian microbes excreting methane right now it's also possible that these aren't just microbes because there's methane in the atmosphere methane if it's in the martian air is significant because sunlight and chemical reactions break up molecules within a few centuries So any methane that's been detected recently is due to a recent methane burst. Um, So there's some stuff on earth. Methanogens, they thrive in places that lack oxygen, underground digestive tracts of animals, and they release methane as a waste product. And also, geothermal reactions can make methane as well. So it is quite possible that we stumbled upon something that's just geothermal and it's just spewing out a little bit of methane. But it's also possible that We have stumbled upon microbes on the Martian surface. So there's no real results yet. No real results. There's no things that have happened. There's no evidence quite yet that it's a living thing, but there is a possibility that it's there. Supportive, puffy, puppy, woof. Also, got to ask... When are we able to go to Moon easily? Thank you for those five likes. When are we going to go to the moon easily? Uh, we're going in 2024 if all goes well. If NASA's plan goes well, and if the administration keeps going, Congress keeps going, everybody keeps giving them funding. They need 30 billion dollars to get to the moon. They recently asked for 1.6 billion to get the thing get this party started. And unfortunately, uh, they were turned down by the government, and they said, okay, we need more information. We need reasons why we're going to give you this $30 million. I mean, regular people, not astronauts. Okay, so that's a thing. Elon Musk wants to send Starship around the moon. Go around the moon, come back to Earth, land on Earth, and... Let's see when they want to do that. I, I can't remember. I think it's within the next 10 years. I'm going to look this up real quick so I know exactly when it is. He's sending a billionaire, a lunar billionaire. going to be the first private passenger to go around the moon. Um, let's see. I'm just looking it up real quick, making sure. It's gonna cost them a bunch of money, by the way. There we go. So they want to send them around the moon as early as twenty twenty-three. So in a couple of years. So that's gonna be a trip around the moon, right? With SpaceX, exactly. Um, I heard he sent a car or something he did. Yeah. In one of the launches, um, just to kind of demonstrate what kind of payloads one of the rockets can handle. He sent a car into space and that was pretty cool. So now Starman is headed toward the sun. It's your ultimate dream to go to the moon. I think it would be really cool. What podcast do you guys listen to? I listen to all sorts of podcasts. I'm all over the place. Joe Rogan, um, of course, I listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, Star Talk, Star Talk Radio. Um, what else do I? I got all sorts of them. I listen to some skateboard podcasts. I'm a middle old school skateboarder, so I'm still interested in that sport. And he uses a technology like blockchain. I'm not sure what technology they're using for that, but. Um, Yeah, they're using all sorts of crazy technologies to to get people to the moon and around the moon. Um, Listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast. If you haven't listened to the Conan O'Brien podcast and you're a fan of comedy and absurd humor, the Conan O'Brien. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the Conan O'Brien podcast is amazing. I've been a big fan of Conan for a really long time. So uh, his podcast is absolutely amazing. I love it. So, yeah, go check it out actually stay here first, listen to this if you want to learn stuff and then (laughs) go over and listen to Conan. Conan is an awesome, awesome podcast. So in order to get regular people to the moon, we have to get astronauts to the moon first. We have to get people who are trained to go to the moon. Um, so they're doing that whole process right now. They're starting that process. They're using technologies from, you know, SpaceX, possibly Blue Origin to land. Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos, the the Amazon guy, the founder of Amazon. Um, So he has a rocket company. He has a space company. He built a moon lander, and it's possible that they will be using the Blue Origin moon lander to land astronauts on the moon in five years Oh, Lindsay. Yeah. His ads are amazing. His ads are absolutely amazing. It's they're all hysterical and I love them. Um, We did, we have sent astronauts to the moon and that's a fact. I mean, it's funny how, when people like to, uh, you know, bring up the conspiracy theories, it's kind of funny how, when you say, well, you don't actually have any proof that the conspiracy is real and then they to come back with all this stuff because in their heads when they start this whole process a lot got to prove that the moon landing is fake <clears throat> they don't do the whole scientific process of getting all the in- you get all the information then you you know you come up with a conclusion um, thank you for those 5 likes by the way so there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdos out there. If we haven't gone to the moon, that is the biggest cover up in human history. Because there were thousands and thousands of people that were invested and working for those things. For that mission that should have squealed by now. Should have been a stool pigeon. Should have said something along the lines of hey, uh, I don't know why I'm working on this project because we're not actually going there. There's just like a sound stage in Hollywood with like this dude that made like 2001 Space Odyssey. Like he's totally making this cool movie and he's also making a movie about astronauts going to the moon for NASA and the US government. Am I ruling that out? There's also no reason to rule it out completely because... Um, some of the photos that you'll see of astronauts and things um, in space, you'll see that they're kind of like they're PR photos. So they may have been taken on a the soundstage. They may have been taken on taken on some other area. But I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast actually the other day, um, and he brought that up. He brought up that that idea. Okay, so there are some photos that they used, some PR photos is your first name space? <laughs> and my last name is news pod. Um, no, my name is Will, by the way. Um, so he brought that up and I went through and I, I know that there are some things like that. There are some photos that have been doctored a little bit for basically for press releases for press release uh, things to TV studios. Will I am, I am Will. And there are a lot of, those things out there. So of course they think that, okay, everything's fake then. No, man, it's not, it's not Get your head out of your butt. Think about it like this. You have a deadline. Your deadline is, Oh, Hey, the president says, uh, Tuesday at four o'clock, we need a picture of an astronaut so we can go on TV and show everybody how cool the astronauts are right now. But we don't have any good pictures because it is horribly hard to take a, fo- a great photo in space and send it back to Earth in that te- like with that technology back then. There's no way, you know, like you can't, you just can't do it. So basically, what happens is they have press photos that they took beforehand that they're, because they're practicing these moves, right? So they practice all these things on in pools, on wires, you know, things like that. So they can kind of figure out what they're going to feel like when they get to space and they made mock, they actually did. They made like a sound stage. They made like, basically like a stage so they could practice things. So, because you don't want to go to the moon and be like, how do I walk? How do I walk? That's a thing. There's not as much gravity. How am I going to walk? when I get to the moon. So they made, it's a training grounds for them. So they take photos of that, you know, there's probably somebody, you know, that's taking photos of them while they're doing their work. And they needed a press release for whatever, TV, a a newspaper, a magazine, something like that. So there's a press crew that's at NASA and I work with them sometimes. You know, you call them up. You're like, hey, can I go to a rocket launch? And they say, yeah, you're cool. Come on down. Here's some press stuff for you. And um, you just, they give you things that you know are Photoshopped. Bye, Lindsay. Um, so that's what it comes down to. It comes down to basically like a PR person flipping a photo around and saying, hey, uh, this is, is this good enough for the magazine? And then all of a sudden it's a conspiracy and everybody is against the government and there's YouTube videos, millions of YouTube videos out there. And it's possible that, you know, to some of the stuff was real, you know, that some of the stuff, some of the things that they were, they're complaining about like, Oh yeah, there's the moon, you know, the guy on the moon with the flag is weird or whatever. There's a, there's, sure, there was a soundstage. Of course. Like, we're not stupid. They were doing their practice drills. Unless the Elon Musk get down my own existence. <laughs> yeah. Same here, man. Um, you know, and those kind of things, like the virtual reality thing, if you think about it, those things have always been kind of always around from the beginning of humanity. Like, why are we here? What are we doing here? What is this? What is this existence? Uh, you know, different cultures have different ways to explain how humanity has become a thing. And if Right now, because we're in the, we're in like technology is us. We are part of technology. We're kind of in this relationship where we use technology constantly, whether I'm sitting in front of the studio, microphone in front of two monitors, looking at space news, or if I'm on my phone while I'm driving, listening to podcasts, I'm always connected to some sort of technology. There's technology in my car, there's technology in my shoes. So of course we think about it all the time. We think about technology constantly. And then could it be a hologram? Could it be virtual reality? Could we have somebody playing the Sims with us? Are we a video game to something? Are we somebody's, you know, a higher power? Could we be uh, an ant colony, so to speak? They're just figuring out what we do. You know, they, they check out our house. They're checking me out right now. They're like, look at this guy. He's wearing shorts. Why is he wearing shorts? He has an air conditioner on. Why why does he wear, like, you know, why does he have his air conditioner on? It's not that hot. You know, they think about, maybe they think about that. Why why didn't he comb his hair yet? (laughs) Because I don't have to. That's why. Because I don't have to. Because this is my job. I don't have to look good. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, you know what the weird thing is, man? The weird thing is that if there's an uh, omnipresent being that's checking us out all the time, why are we ashamed? You know, like why, why would you be ashamed of anything of who you are or what you're doing? Because who cares at that point? Like this thing, this being is watching you anyway. This higher being is watching you all the time anyway. So, you know, you're going to interact with these other people and feel ashamed for who you are. I see a lot of people, you know, because of their religion or because of their, their beliefs, they're ashamed of who they are and they hide who they are. And eventually they're like, okay, I'm screw it. I'm just going to be me. And they have sort of like a midlife crisis kind of thing. And it's like, dude, just be you, man. Just be you. I've had, you know, I've had to tell so many people, just be yourself. You know, no one's going to care. No one's going to care. Just do your thing, man. And if you think about it like that, like in the broad spectrum of everything, thank you for those likes, by the way, Joseph. Um, in the broad spectrum of a thing, millions and millions, billions of years, who really cares? 15 billion years ago, things were formed, stars made us, the earth was made you know, billions of years ago as well. And at this point in time, we just happen to be humans and we happen to have society that puts pressure on you for no reason. And they give you these rules that sort of uh, kind of dictate your life. Thank you for all those applause. Appreciate that. And when you you know, when you continue down that path of following those rules of you have to dress this way, you have to do these certain things. And you have to conform to these ideals. What's that for? That's not for you. That's for them. I've always been the person that's kind of been, uh, I, you know, a little bit of an outlier. I wasn't too bad. I always, I had friends with everybody, but I always did my own thing and I was a weirdo and had green hair when I was growing up. And, you know, I was a nineties punk kid. I still listen to punk rock. Now I'm like a 40 year old dude. Listen to punk rock, (laughs) you know, damn the man, fight the power kind of thing. Uh, but it's like, just do your thing, have fun, enjoy yourself. Like you got 70 years, man, do it. Uh, do you think it's all an accident? It's possible that it's all an accident, but it just, it happened so perfectly that you have to think that there was a purpose. You have to, you have to put that in your head a little bit. Is there a purpose to all of this? Because what if we're the only planet that supports life? If we're the only planet that supports life, we're going to be the only life in the whole universe. And how crazy is that? We're not alone. We have each other. So if we are alone in the universe, we're not alone on this planet. Find the people that you love. Find the people that will accept you for who you are and cling to them. Not in a weird, creepy way. Just cling to them. Make sure that they know you care about them. And make sure that, you know, you hang out with them a lot. Let them know. So why do billions of planets do this? To make us think. To make us wander. To make us wonder. I don't know. Those are the things that break into your head every once in a while. If we're the only planet that has life. The big question is, are we alone? Billions of light years away. There's a planet somewhere that is, that has some of the building blocks of life, but life hasn't really made it to a certain stage yet. hasn't made it into actually like a life a single cell organism. So they're not there yet. We can't get there. We don't have a rocket powerful enough. We can't bend space time. So we can't get there and there's no way for us to know if that planet will ever harbor life. So if we get to the point where we can actually bend space time and fold the universe somehow with some sort of technology, which would be an insane amount of power that we would possess at that point. We could get to other planets. We could check them out. We could make sure that we're not alone. We could go communicate with these other beings. Is that going to happen in our lifetimes? More than likely not. There's nothing out there right now that's going to warp space-time in order for us to move our lazy butts off this planet onto into another galaxy, into another maybe another universe. Um, We saw things on TV like UFOs and aliens. Um, uh, Aliens are a weird subject. Think about the kinds of people that say that aliens are real. They're kind of outliers, a little bit weird, but they're always skeptic about everything. They seem to be skeptic about things. And I'm not saying that that it's not a possibility. It's a possibility, but there's no evidence. There's no evidence of people going to a spacecraft, being probed or whatever they get, whatever got done to them. And then like, just coming back, like no big deal. Like it's no big deal. Okay, cool. You went up there, you talked to these aliens and you just come back with a memory, and that's it. There's no like physical proof. You couldn't just, you know, grab something when you're up there. There's got to be something laying around. Grab a, I mean, it's got to be dusty or something up there. Grab a like a handful of dirt. Grab a hair sample or something, something, a toenail. I don't know, something on the ground. Like there's probably like one gross alien on that spaceship that's like cutting his toenails in the middle of the spaceship, and just leaving them on the ground. You're freaking out because you're on the spaceship. You're trying to survive, but you know, if you're on a spaceship, you know, you have a story to tell, so you need evidence. So people will believe you when you get back to earth. So just grab something, something gross, something weird, something, just anything put it in your pocket, put it under your armpit, anywhere that you can put it in your mouth, under your tongue. They're probably, you know, if you're in an alien spacecraft, you're probably going to die anyway if they don't let you go. So might as well start eating some sort of alien whatever. Put it in your mouth and <laughs> bring it back to Earth. And then you can be like, look, I got this from an alien spacecraft. It's been debunked since the beginning of alien spacecrafts being seen by humans. And all this sort of started happening. Like we go back to the, the uh, being in a simulation thing. It all sorta of, sorta of started happening when Area fifty one, you know, UFOs, that started becoming cool science fiction, people started seeing UFOs because they started seeing them on TV and you know, they kind of incorporated that into their own minds. And the mind is a weird place. So it might all jack you up when you're sleeping and you have a weird nightmare of an alien that's like stealing you from the earth and doing bad things to you, you're going to get jacked and uh, they're going to send you back down here. But that's only because, you know, they've heard it before. The only people that get a benefit from these UFOs are politicians and the people that say the stories because they can write a book They can have a blog they can have a youtube channel they can make money um you know those kind of people they they take advantage of it and you know it's fun to believe it's fun to believe those things it's not science but it like that's cool too it's entertainment you know if you listen to uh, a bunch of ufo ufologists it's entertaining they have tv shows you know they're hosted tv shows they get paid a lot of money to do that stuff a lot more than i do to get a podcast going so you know they um, they do have a benefit for that <laughs> yeah exactly pat why are they hiding why are ufos hiding why are these aliens just kind of like in the lurking in the darkness just come out man oh they don't come out because they don't come out because they don't want us to know everything They have superior technology. My mom and my dad were part of the CIA when I was a child. Okay, dude, (laughs) that's exactly exactly the kind of people that that's why people make so much money because they make up those stories and storytellers have always been important to society because they make you think and they make you imagine, you know, you go to a, a, a movie And it's the same thing. It's a story and it makes you believe for a moment that you're there and that you're experiencing these things. And if you're a great storyteller, you put yourself in a a UFO with these aliens and you're part of that whole thing. It's like old radio dramas. The ships he worked on. Oh, you know what? I gotta watch that Bob Lazar thing on Netflix. That looks awesome. I I do want to watch it because I think it'll be really fun to watch that. Gotta put that on my list for the night. I think there are more on Earth and they are used back when the pyramids were real. As well as lost when the last ice age wiped everyone out. It's you know, man, it's possible. It's possible. I'm not I'm never gonna say it's not possible. Because I don't know. Like, I'm not an alien. I never crash a ship here. Right, we'll never know. Who knows? And we possibly came from another star system. We possibly came from an asteroid. Oh, yeah, I got to listen to that Joe Rogan show, too. I'm a big fan of Joe, so I want to definitely listen to that one. I haven't got a chance to yet. But it's possible that we came from an asteroid or a meteor that slammed into the surface of the earth and brought the chemicals that were needed to create life onto our planet. Yep, exactly. Crash, boom, bang. We got all this stuff on earth that we need to make life. Okay. Let's make some single cell organisms. Let's move from there. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's how life starts. Maybe it's a weird chain reaction. Maybe life doesn't start on planets. Maybe it's too weird and um, hot when planets get made. I don't know. I don't know how. The, I, I'm not an expert at how all this stuff comes to be, but it's possible. Maybe that's the transform transfer mechanism. And I'm just throwing things out there. Like I'm sort of like uh, I'm the everyman. <laughs> this is what somebody told me on Twitter the other day. He's, they said, I love your show because you're the everyman. You're not a brainy scientist. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a brainy scientist. I just love this stuff. I love to think about, you know, all the cool stuff that happens all the time. Like the freaking, we found methane on Mars a couple of days ago, like last week, last Tuesday. A large amount of methane. So it could be... Geology going poof, making methane was detected, but it could also be microbes shooting out methane on the red planet, so it's a it's up for grabs right now and they're still doing more research and more science on it, so we'll know in the next week or so if they're going to do any more studies, I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of studies, but they're going to be doing more experiments uh, up on Mars with the uh, Curiosity rover about that that would explain why every alien is human you know i noticed that too pat that every time that somebody says like you know oh i went up to the spaceship and they told me and then they spoke in english whatever they told them and it seems like oh how did they know english they're all knowing they're all seeing they're like an amazing being from another star system and they traveled here just to see me because i'm special they came out to my farm, they slaughtered a bunch of cows, and then they tractor beamed me up into their, into their base, their mothership, and I was asked questions. They did studies on my body. What well, if they know everything? Can't they just beam it around? Can't, don't they have like a detector at that point? If they're that intelligent? Wouldn't they just be able to be like, boop, boop? you know, with a little laser beam and say, Hey, that's a humanoid. It has all these things wrong with it. It has all these diseases. These are the organs that are in it. This is the skeletal structure. These are, you know, these are the genders on earth. These are the things that, and that's a cow and that's a horse. And that, you know, wouldn't they be able to do that? That would be pretty simple. If you could travel across the freaking universe <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those, uh, it's a silly, silly thing, but it's entertaining. I, I don't mind. And I think, you know, there's a pl- there's a purpose for it for some people. Uh, they know much more about bars than they tell us. Um, maybe, I mean, they, they I don't think it's like they're trying to hold anything back from us. I think they just have so much data You know, it's all about science with um, Mars rovers and things like that. There's no, I don't think there's a big conspiracy about that kind of stuff. I think there's just so much data that's coming in, flooding in, and there's not enough people to look through it. There's AI that's checking it out, and there's like a ton of scientists that are looking through it, scrubbing through the data, looking at all the pictures. Uh, But we just don't have the technology to do anything cool like that. Don't fly like discs or frisbees. How do they fly then? Because all I've known is a cigar shape, belly forward. Huh. Interesting. That'd be a lot of drag in our atmosphere. Unless there's a way, of course, for them to split that up. I mean, they're aliens, so they probably have the the technology to split up our atmosphere, right? As they're going through it, as they're careening through our planet's atmosphere. The point's where it wants to go, and then they can't figure how it zooms. Yeah, it's a... Seems like a, a technology that's way above our heads, way above our pay grades, way above my pay grade. like Wi-Fi tech that's been used in spaceships years ago, but for regular people, not for long. Well, that's the that's the thing. So NASA is really good about developing new technologies. Hello. Uh, I don't want to butcher your name, but I think your name is Nayim? But hello. Welcome to the show. Um, so NASA builds all these technologies for their missions, right? Whether it's rover tires, or, you know, it's a camera on Mars, something like that. The technology has to be built for these insanely difficult, strenuous, stressful missions. And when they get done with that technology, they release it to the public. You know, they they say, okay, well, we have, we need to get this stuff done, right? So they need this cool, let's just say it's a camera. Okay, but well, they need a high-tech camera. What are they how are they gonna build that? They hire somebody to build that camera. Sometimes they hire somebody, sometimes they'll do it in-house. Most of the time, when it comes to technology, they'll get parts from other companies. They do build things in house though. Just wanted to let you know that. And that being said, once it's all done, people can, you know, use those technologies with Either they pay for them because there's patents or they open source it and everyone can use whatever they want to use. And if that's the case, then somebody can pick that up and make whatever they want to with it. People are smart. People will make really cool stuff. Menu. Hello. People will make amazing things with the technologies and with the things that they've been given. So for example if somebody has resources to manufacture a chipset for the camera to say a, a camera for Mars so that chipset will be used possibly thank you for that follow for a future smartphone camera they'll put it in the consumers hands and first it's going to suck The first camera phones really sucked. (laughs) Just just saying that now there were little square images. They had very horrible resolution, but those were technologies that were made by, you know, NASA, its partners, um, companies out there that wanted to take advantage of these things. (laughs) With so many billionaires today, why isn't anyone Batman? That's a good question. I think if you have billions of dollars, um, You want to solve problems and leave the crime up to the cops. But there are, I'm sure there are Batmans. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's people out there that are super rich and want to fight crime. Um, So, yeah, these technologies get pushed out into the public and you can make cool things. Like our phones are basically a direct ancestor of the Apollo mission. So yeah, so that, you know, that, that takes care of that as far as the technology goes. What are your thoughts about blockchain technology? I don't really know a lot about it, to be honest with you. So I don't want to really comment on it. Um, I know it's a public ledger if possible. Um, I bought a little bit of Bitcoin a while ago um, about like, 10 bucks just to see how to do it. And I mined some, uh, XMR at one point, but I don't really know too much about blockchain technology, uh, other than, so what's, I guess my question is what's the difference between, and I'll, I'll look this up later. Um, but my, my big thing is like, well, it's just a database, right? It's a big database of stuff that always happens. So, if it's the same thing as a database, why don't we just use a database to do data things? And, like, that's just me being naive about the technology because I don't really know anything about it yet. And I'd have to, like I said before, I'd have to look into it <clears throat> um, and hopefully get a kind of a grasp on how it all works. I kind of understand, you know, the public ledger. Um, for Bitcoin. That's understandable. I get that. But it's also, it's basically a database to me. Like it's storing data for the public. Well, it's a public celebrity because it's the public's money invest in his private company. Yeah. Basically NASA money, all these launches, it's all our money. You know, it's taxpayers money that are sending these things into space. And Elon is one of the people that has the technology and the company to build rockets that um will take our money and do cool things with it doing great things oh man he is a he's a superstar elon musk is a superstar everyone knows who elon musk is is elon musk iron man or lex Luthor? um i think he's more iron man than lex luther spread over a large swath of computers for accountability and transparency. Okay, so that makes sense. That makes more sense to me instead of having a um, a centralized location because it's decentralized. Anybody can access the blockchain at any time. That makes more sense. NASA. NASA is mysterious. No one likes them. I think everybody likes NASA. Yeah, and then you can mine the blocks, right? So I mined a couple XMRs, not a couple XMRs because I'd be I'd have a little bit more than like $3 now. Um, but you can mine like I mined a couple I don't know what satoshis at one point, Bitcoin satoshis. I don't even know where my wallet is. But it wasn't, you know, I didn't mine a, a Bitcoin or anything, so I don't didn't have any worth. Um So yeah, my my blockchain knowledge is very limited. It's a cool technology, though. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, if it's making things easier and making things more transparent, anything that does that, especially when it comes to money, is really cool. Especially when it comes to you know a public ledger of things that happened. Um, that's cool. You know, I like digital currency. I think it's really neat. I think uh, paper money is still going to be here for a long time. Because if we go to a digital currency, people are going to freak the F out. People can make, you know, they're they're going to freak out. I used this example the other night on the show, I went to a store, I went to an auto zone, you know, a large auto store in America, huge, huge footprint is all over the country. I went to AutoZone and I used my Apple pay to pay for an air filter for my car. The guy behind the counter was like, uh, you're using cash, cash or credit. And he was like, he's from around here, but he talks like a Southerner. I'm in New York. So I don't know why he's talking like a Southerner, but I digress. He's kind of a redneck. Just saying <laughs> I've kind of a redneck too. I grew up in the forest, <laughs> but yeah, this guy said, uh, cash or credit. And I said, I'm going to be paying with my phone. So, (laughs) so, uh, Apple pay. And he, he just looked at me like, uh, what is that? And then double tap phone, paid for it all done. No, one's ever done that here before. All right there. Okay. Well, all done. I was like, yeah, I, I use it all the time. Um, but that was one of the things like, is this is the next evolution. phones are the next evolution of payment. And then if it's digital currency, people are going to freak the F out because they don't have their money in their pocket. The guy said, Oh, I only use cash. Cause I know where my money's going. I said, oh, that's that, yeah, that makes sense. What's your opinion about American cyber attack recently launched on Iran? Um, I don't have an opinion on that. Because I don't really like to get into politics on this podcast that much. If it involves space or science, then I'll get into it. But um, thank you for those likes, by the way. And thank you for all the follows. Thank you for all the stars, too. Stars really help uh, because I do this every night for free. And those stars really help fund my coffee while I do this. Um, So I don't think digital currency. I would really love for it to work like that. I would really love for currencies, not the new Facebook currency. I think that should burn in hell. Uh, It's weird. And it's going to anything to do with Facebook and money is not the right thing to do. Keep my privacy with my money, doing the things that I want to do with it, wherever I want to do it, whenever with whatever I want to do with that's mine. I don't want Facebook Or anybody building ads because of what I spent money on. It's a weird, weird prospect. They do that. Now, when I buy things on Amazon, I get ads on Google, you know, like a month later, like, you know, Hey, you need a new toothbrush? I'm like, eh, not really. Oh, because I bought a toothbrush a little bit ago. Mm, Okay man, I haven't watched it yet. I really want to watch it. And I'm, I'll probably watch it tonight, to be honest with you. And then I'll come back tomorrow and comment on it. Hey, Lindsay. Hello again. Um, yeah, I'll watch that tonight for sure. And I actually, I've been watching. Um, okay. So these, these guys are my partners, Magellan TV. They've helped me out a ton with the show uh, and you can get two months for free. It's all space and science documentaries and documentaries about science, humans, like culture, history, all sorts of really crazy stuff. If you go to MagellanTV.com slash space news pod, you get two months for free. I just, I'm about halfway through uh, this show called black holes, the other side of infinity. And it's freaking terrifying, terrifying. What black holes are billions of times as big as our sun, and they rip the universe apart they rip space time they put a hole in it they pop a hole in space time and things fall into them it's freaking insane so i've been watching this documentary and um if you really like that kind of stuff i would suggest going to magellantv.com slash space news pod two months for free of course and then after that it's only four ninety nine a month if you continue your subscription, but there's cool stuff like that on there, and they're really cool people. They partnered with me because uh, I saw their saw one of their shows. Uh, which one was it that I saw the first time? Another black hole one. Black holes fascinate me. Um, Birth of a black hole was what it was called. Uh, yeah, I can I can write you the link here. One second, let me. Do, do do There we go. Yeah, check that out. Dan, you can check that out at that link below too. Yeah, thanks for checking that out too. It really helps. You know, every click on that link or everyone that buys a subscription or gets the two months for free um, really does help out the show because Magellan is um, they've partnered with me, and I I like to be honest with everybody because. You know, they pay for ad space basically, but it's something that I believe in. And it's something that, and there's nothing like if there's something on my show that I promote, it's because I believe in it. It's not because I get tons of money for it because you don't make a ton of money podcasting unless you're somebody like Joe Rogan or somebody like Conan O'Brien who has millions of downloads every episode. So, you know, I'm just going to be straight up with you guys. I don't get millions of dollars per episode. I do this because I love it, but I also do it. Um, I do this for a living. So, uh, I don't make a ton of money doing it, but I do it nonetheless. I'd rather do this than anything else. And thank you for all those follows guys. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I would rather do this than anything else in the world. And I, I, I made that happen. How much does Rogan make? Oh my God. Uh, uh, he makes, let's just say, ev- let's say every, and this is just kind of like a broad statement, like a broad swath, possibly, uh, just say $35 per 1,000 downloads. Just say somewhere around there. I don't have a calculator on me. Let's see here. So if he gets. Nine, nine figures a year. Uh, yeah. He's, he's loaded, man. Millions and millions of dollars. So, and this is just, so like, just say $35 per thousand downloads. And he probably gets a million, million and a half per episode, uh, downloads or more, probably 2 million for some of them, 3 million, probably for some of them. Um, I'm not sure what this, what the numbers are, but he has a, an enormous amount of people to download a show and people to watch him on YouTube. Um, the Magellan app. Yeah. I get the Magellan app. It's cool. It's a really good app designed very well. Um, so he's making bank, man. Same with Conan. Conan's like, he does it for fun and he enjoys it, but man, those guys are making bank, making mad, mad money. Yeah. Conan's changing media. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like you get to, you get to do fun things that no one's going to be your boss. And that was the thing why I kind of started this is because I am, I'm kind of still a web developer. I do fun and web development, but I do it for fun now But I do it kind of as a one-off thing. If I, if somebody needs a project done, then, you know, they need me to do it, then sure, I'll do it. But I'm focusing on this and I don't have a boss right now because I focus on this. So what kind of, you know, like that's what I was talking about before, you know, it, there's societal pressures to do what's kind of the right thing. You know, the the thing that everybody wants you to do. They want you to make a bunch of money where there's no option to pay with cryptocurrency. I don't know. I'll talk to them. I'll see if there's a thing. I'll see if there's a way to do it um but yeah there's a there's a there's a part of me that's always not done the right thing you know not done the the normal thing i never went to college i never went to school i kind of i just kind of made my own path i was an athlete and i just kind of did my own thing and wandered around for a little while i kind of lucked into web development because it was sort of a new Thing back then, and not many people were doing it. It was the wild, wild west back then. So I got into it because it was new and exciting. And then after 15 years, I was just like, hmm, it's becoming a boys club, man. I don't like it. Too many cocky assholes, too many jerks. And not like it's not from my personal experience, there are some really amazing people that work in these places, but it's also hyper competitive, hyper crazy competitive. And you know what, man? You only live once. YOLO, as the kids say, hashtag YOLO. That's what they still say, right? And I got 70 years. I might as well make the last 35 of them or so. Really good. And doing the thing that I actually love. And, uh, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They don't say YOLO anymore. I don't think anyone said YOLO in like 10 years. (laughs) In like at least three years. I don't think everyone said YOLO. So yeah that's that's where my journey has taken me and I've had a journeyman's kind of career as far as a lot of different different careers throughout my life lived in many places done a lot of different things but this is by far my favorite thing to do Thank you Joshua for that I appreciate that man So yeah the the wild wild west of web coding is gone it's a big corporation now there's giant companies that are trying to make millions of mo- millions of dollars and I feel like the front-end developers of the world you know the the bosses make a lot of money of course and then higher up from them make a lot of money the companies corporations make millions the developers make a pretty good living like a really good living like I made a bunch of money and I'm not like I'm not gonna say that I was rich, but I wasn't poor I had a great paycheck coming in every week. And I left it all. So I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. Had a little bit of savings. And I thought I'd pursue this. Hey, no worries, man. I really liked enjoying. I really enjoyed having the conversation about blockchain stuff with you and make sure to follow it so you can come back next time, man. Cause I do this every night. So on that note too, Um, I think I'm going to take off because I got to take my dad downtown. He has a lot of stuff. He has a lot of running around as he, as he would say to do. So I'm his ride. What time do you start the show? Um, About seven o'clock Eastern every night. Glad you're here, Josh. I appreciate you uh, stopping by, man. And make sure you check out the, the other podcast too. There's the real not the real one this is like that's the edited version of the podcast so if you get a chance check that out i have a youtube channel youtube.com slash space news pod uh, that's kind of yeah it's kind of a it's a rework of the podcast as well so if you're into youtube check that out yeah. i'm working on new uh, content for that as well so my friends i want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me and thank you for all of the support my friends and hopefully you enjoy your night because I'm going to go hang out with my dad and I will see you soon.